Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. What's up, everyone? Freddy the Pizza Man here, host of the Pizza Man podcast. Now joining forces with ChristopherMedia.net. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Pizza Man podcast. And, of course, find all the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. We talk Detroit sports. I bring on guests, uh, passions, opinions, uh, all for Detroit sports, and more. We even talk pizza. So thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. It's number 247. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. And I'm Todd. Hi. 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 We're still on iTunes. We're still on Google Play. If oh, big, yeah. Yeah. We're big time. Yeah. Big time. We got more iTunes shows than Alex Jones. I'm sure you did he, where his, uh, where the InfoWars podcast, I'm sure they have podcasts that are available, right? Were those removed from iTunes? I, I think Apple, Facebook, Google, you, which includes YouTube, Spotify all said bye-bye. Simultaneously. Oh, Spotify as well, yeah. I'm so, yeah simultaneously. I'm so proud of that, all of them. They're heroes. Isn't that just odd how it all happened at the same time? Yeah. It is. It was everyone but Twitter, and it left everyone going, what's up, Twitter? Yeah. What, are you not yeah. cool? Yeah. Twitter, the last bastion of free speech in America. I, and I like to point out, they, they, they were all fine six years ago when he was saying, you know, Sandy Hook was a hoax. But now all of a sudden, you know, we're done. It's, it's, I, question, yeah. I question their timing. It's not a question of timing. It, it, it's all about PR. It's all in the Oh, in the oh, oh really, Todd? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question about timing here. Uh, but they're, yeah, they're covering their butts. And, you know, we, we there's a lot of, I mean, th- this whole thing is uh, complicated, I think, because there's... Because yeah, none of us are fans, and we're going to sound like no. we're defending them half the show today. Yeah, and I've had to reconsider. I, we, you and I, all four of us, I think, went a few rounds on this a few days ago after the story broke, and I was actually okay with it at first, because it's Alex fucking Jones, right? Sure. A purveyor of fake news. The, the biggest fake journalist producer, content producer in the country, probably, right? Pr- journalist in quotes, by the way. And yeah, you it seems like, news. yeah, he should be taken out of, the, out of the cocktail, the informational cocktail that we have to cut through every fucking day. But there's more to this. This is, it's an elaborate, complicated um, uh, philosophical discussion you're having here. Because who do you want determining what's fake? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I know that's. There's, there is no easy answer to this. I, I'm right there with you. I feel good yeah. about him uh, losing access in that way. Also, while understanding that it's probably not really going to, I mean, I don't believe that it's going to negatively affect him in the long run. He existed long before yeah. Facebook. Yeah, just he, he was the- around at the turn of the century, man. He right. was he was here before social media. He had his platform. He had his his fans. His fans will seek him out. They do and not. I, it only makes it convenient for him. Infowars. Yes, I remember seeing uh, Infowars on like oh, it was like a flyer or something that that was at a party, and I was like, what is this crazy propaganda? And this is like before the only time I went on the on the internet was to 
like, you know, download an MP3 or see a picture of a naked lady. <laughs> the idea of getting news or information or content from it was mm. was not something that was done on a regular basis. Right. You know, the one aspect of this that bothers me. But no, me. hold on. The, there was a point that I was making there. Oh, sorry. That over the decades, InfoWars and Alex Jones have adapted, and this might be a blip for them. They might have to restructure, but he's got plenty of other avenues of income. He's going to just have to, you know, sell a lot more pills or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Stuff that, yeah. MREs. Right. (laughs) Well, it's just going to, it's just, there's now just going to be one funnel to Alex Jones instead of several. So his website will benefit from the traffic. Yeah. It's just, it's all Facebook is. It's like your, it's like your network, Chris, in, in in a strange way. It's a place for him to, be able to reach his followers to be able to find his stuff conveniently without having to insert infowars dot <laughs> be a uh, bad shit crazy into their browsers right it's just there it's everybody's on facebook it's automatically delivered into your smartphone it's automatically shot into your computer from one specific website so people just go they, now they just go back to the old school way of doing things put infowars in their bookmarks and they check his website that's exactly what's going to it's not going to kill him you don't you don't cease to exist when you know you're taking off facebook or iTunes or whatever, if you're that big. Somebody yeah. like us, a show like ours, that would be, you know, if we were, you know, barred from our band from iTunes, that would be painful, right? right? See, there's, that's the other thing, is that Alex Jones is probably going to be fine. Well, whatever you consider fine. I don't look at that person and say, that's a well-adjusted person. But he's going to be monetarily uh, as fine as he was ever going to be. But he is also the exception, well, he may actually benefit to, from this. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, the mainstream press but, talked about him more in the last week than ever. He's a, he's yeah. a martyr now. But, but in the context of, uh, of talking about having people like uh, companies like Alphabet and Apple uh, control what information goes through their platforms, that... That's a whole nother topic. You know, well, you this know what? almost doesn't even apply to Alex Jones. He's already no. has the heft to, to make his money wherever he needs to. The thing that got me, and I missed this part of the story. Again, I'm still in my, my mainstream, my cable news blackout phase here a little bit. I'm kind of intermittent on that. But I missed the fact that Facebook, at least, was having conversations with Congress about fake news on their platform. Right. That I missed. Now, if this is a private company, if it's just a private company making a decision about who they allow on their platform, this was the initial track and the initial angle that I took on it. What are you going to do? I mean, it's somebody, it's like Chris taking uh, you know, a pro-pedophile podcast off his network. You get right. rid of it. If you don't want it, you do, you're not required by law to put every you know, batshit idea on your platform if it's just yours. That is not the case here, though, if they are having conversations with the government. They are no longer just a private company, even though they are a private company. They're too big. This is becoming something closer to a public utility or a public trust at this point, especially if the government's getting involved with it. And that's where we're going to run into real... I hate the phrase slippery slope, but what's next? Who do you, who would you rather well, be daddy, see, the, the government or private business? Well, the but two there's are still a line, when you're talking about the, the technology, there's still kind of a division between uh, a program, an app like Facebook, 
that allows you to access the the internet in, in a certain way through definite filters mm-hmm. and uh, just a, a server like Yahoo or I don't know whoever's controlling the big server, Amazon. Right. Uh, you know, if Yahoo and Amazon or whoever owns Yahoo now might be Amazon. I haven't kept up. If those is the, if the people that actually own the servers that you need to pay to host your content, if they start deciding to get into this game of of censorship, I think that's where you, you should start looking at governing it like a public utility. Mm-hmm. Well, well, if, if Facebook if Facebook was a monopoly on social media, like the only social media platform, yeah, and it, that would be the different. But it's not. And believe me, I'm not very comfortable sitting here. I, I Just like the rest of you, Alex Jones is a fucking, he's clown shoes. All right? He's a fucking joke. He's, I, I, for a while, I thought he was satire. Right. <laughs> like, I honestly did. And yeah. I think that's, that's why he, he initially gained popularity in Austin with the, 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 the left-leaning people in Austin. Because they were like, oh, this is goofing on these conspiracy theory people. Until nine eleven happened, and they were like, "Oh no, he's serious." Yeah. Like, like th- th- that's that's the that's the thing. This isn't just well, about Sandy Hook. He's claimed this before about plane loads of people were never, you know, the, the, those right. there was no 9/11. people on those planes. Right. So where did they go? Yeah. Did, you know. And one- this this is where the lines get really fuzzy, though, because when I when you describe Alex Jones in that way, it makes me think of uh, people like Stephen Colbert, right? Mm-hmm. And here's somebody who's doing satire, right? But still, there's a, the, the audience understood what Stephen Colbert's actual political beliefs were. They saw through that. You know, I'm not saying that what Stephen Colbert is doing, what Alex Jones is doing is the same thing. But I challenge you to separate them completely for me and show me what why what is applied to Alex Jones shouldn't also no. be applied to uh, Stephen Colbert. You've got it. What you've got is a comedian, like a, a comedian and a straight man. The idea is the same. This is the Glenn Beck model. I've talked about this before. And Glenn Beck came out and he, he told uh, this uh, publication, I can't remember exactly uh, which one it was in. It was probably 10 years ago now. They did an interview with him, Forbes magazine, did an interview with him and basically said he doesn't give two shits. He said it flat out, literally in the article. He doesn't care about ideology. It's all about money. This is crafting a story. It's back to the, the, the media model I keep talking about. It doesn't matter if it's satire. It, it, it's written as satire. But it's not presented as such, whereas Stephen Colbert was. The effect is the same. Mm-hmm. You're getting dollars from the entertainment comedy factor from Colbert, whereas this guy is coming up with stuff that he knows people will devour as truth. He doesn't care. It makes him rich. It's right. the same thing Glenn Beck was doing. I mean, you can't, you, you can, you can, you, you have to look at him. You, let me finish the one, one yes, last sorry. point. You just have to look at him through the context of money. You can't sit here and, t- and assume, naturally assume, you can't do this with any media guy, especially a commentator like this, that they believe what they're saying. Right. It's that, a product. That's exactly what I was going to interrupt you with, basically. Yeah. Uh, the idea of. Uh, to censor, you have to divine intent somehow. Yeah. And how do you do that? Right. Yeah, and he, he's gone to court. It, he was sued by the people from, from Sandy Hook, and I, th- I think it was the Sandy Hook lawsuit. And he went into court and said he's entertainment. He, he admitted as such. He was under oath. He was in court. He, the truth may have had to come out there. But, of course, his batshit followers, oh, he had to say that or Hillary would kill him. 
Right. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. he, he's protected by that. We've talked about this. And I'm going to let this cat out of the bag. I, I, I shouldn't do it because I might want to do this sometime in the future. Maybe somebody will come back and find this and, 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 and the jig is up. We've talked about this over the last five years or so, several times, of coming up and doing an Alex Jones-style show, a podcast, writing just the most ridiculous shit that we could come up with marketing it and putting it out there in the right places and we would find people to believe it uh-huh. it wouldn't matter how bad how ridiculous the content was if it falls under the ideological umbrella that they want it to fall under people will chew this shit up and they will listen and you can sell it that's what alex jones is that's what glenn beck was that's what laura ingram is she's been in the news this week she's giving chum to the sharks and the the sharks are paying for it they're buying it. However you want to look at it, the media model, the advertising model works. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Or uh, look at uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's new show on Showtime. I, I don't know if you've seen any of it, but I'm sure you've heard at least some about it because it's been in the news a lot. But you know, he has a character that he made up, this liberal guy who talks about being okay with pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> You know, it's it's a funny wow. skit if you get it. Like I get he, it. he's talking about like he loves his kids so much that he wants to reclaim the word pedophilia or pedophile. Yeah. And he's trying to get his uh guy that he's interviewing to go along with it and he keeps referring to them both as pedophiles and he's like, I'm if you refer to me that as that again, I'm gonna have to sue you. <laughs> you know, he's, got, he's got this that this liberal character is constantly pushing those boundaries and it's ridiculous. It's all a play on on people's concepts of ultra liberals. Yeah. But w- again, what ultimately, unless you are able to read the minds of artists, you can't, the intent is almost pointless there, right? You have to judge it based on the results. So how do you judge the results of people watching that versus people watching uh, InfoWars? Mm-hmm. I don't know how you, how you dissect that. I, again, and who, I've, and the people and leaving it up to <laughs> Silicon Valley, I guess, to well, make that decision, decide how to divide the baby. There's two problems not here. comfortable. The, the model has been exposed. It was exposed. As far as I'm concerned, it, it was exposed by Glenn Beck in that article. I wish it was still online because I would post it every fucking day. It was so insightful. They've taken it down. It's been long enough that I think it's out of their archives now. But I, 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 I'm, I'm having a radio background myself, working with radio personalities. I'm convinced that this is exactly what Rush Limbaugh does. I think he built an empire on it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he believes half the shit coming out of his mouth. I think he's created a character to sell. And uh, yeah. I, it, when, you, when, you, when you ask about intent and artistic intent, I think, I think that laid out in that Forbes article 10 years ago, I think it laid it out beautifully. It's all about the money. It's all about the advertising dollars and putting eyeballs in front of dick pill commercials or whatever you're selling. That's it. I, right. It, maybe, I, maybe, maybe I'm... I, the thing that... that, that sticks out the most to me and makes me the most uncomfortable is if we have freedom of speech that that equals pretty much freedom of thought which means you're allowed to be you're allowed to think dumb shit mm-hmm. that's your fucking right and i'm not comfortable just like you just said Aaron with silicon valley being the gatekeepers of what is real news and fake news mm-hmm. and i mean i here's the thing you can Ban him from every fucking social media account you want. 
I'm going to tell you what his the, the Infowars app. The downloads for it have gone off the charts the last few days. I'm sure. Why? Because people mm-hmm. who want to believe this shit will seek it out. Believe me, there are corners of the internet where necrophiliacs get together and <laughs> chat. Okay, so if they have a place, you don't think that. And argue, I mean, not even arguably, Alex Jones has a hell of a lot more followers, I'd hope, than we have necrophiliacs in the world. But yeah, in a perfect world, no. I'd rather <laughs> deal with a necrophiliac than an InfoWars nut. Uh, you're right. fucking a dead. I mean, the only thing is, the only question with necrophilia is if you fuck a dead hooker, is that shoplifting? So, I mean, that's, it's like, you know. <laughs> we have to go here all the time. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> one one but, other point I wanted. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were. Well, no, it's just. I, it just doesn't sit well with me, and just like you guys, I I have no love lost for the man. Yeah, but I no, just, nobody's nobody here is defending him. All right, nobody. I, I don't even certainly. think we need to put that disclaimer in there. All, all four of us think he's a vile piece of shit. I think we can safely assume that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, no, th- I mean this is a this is just interesting, not because of who it is, but because of the type of censor- censorship that we're talking about. But yeah. th- this is about censorship, which is not. What the First Amendment is about. I mean, it's well, a, the First Amendment is about a uh, very—it's a very specific type of censorship. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm forgive me. I digress. I don't know what point I was trying. <laughs> two to things. Say. It's it fine. Can, I I think I know where you're going with that. There's there's two things that I wanted to mention. First off, you said that Facebook's not a monopoly, and technically it's not. But seventy percent of the population. 70% of the population either get their information from Facebook or Google, okay? Now, it's not a de facto corporate monopoly, but that is getting close to the point where it's taking a lion's share, getting really close to having an informational monopoly because people use it. That's where people get their information from. It is, it's a powerful thing. It's, this is not just, and this is where I was mistaken uh, earlier in the week, is that this is not just a simple a question of a private company determining who's on their their platform, right? And as far as the First Amendment goes, this isn't a First Amendment issue until the government gets involved. You, you, right. The First Amendment only applies to government suppression of free speech. But I just want to add this, just because it's not a First Amendment issue, because the government isn't involved, doesn't right. mean this isn't an issue that involves censorship. Because it, it essentially does. Fair Let's enough. be honest here. It does Facebook, attack the culture of free speech. Facebook is picking and choosing what they decide is fake news by doing right. this. Because any news, any any news, quote unquote, website, you know, like the, the any bullshit website can just go on and say the the the, the gender pay gap. Mm-hmm. Well, that's been disproven so many fucking times. That's fake news. It's an oh, earnings gap. But, I'm, t- I'm tired of explaining it to the point where I go, <laughs> you are fake you believe news. That, yeah. You're a fucking idiot that believes the earth's yeah. flat, too. You're but stupid. He, <laughs> it, you know, the, the issue, though, that crosses the line when it comes to Alex Jones is Sandy Hook. Because, the children. The fucking but the, children. But he's, no, 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 no. Hold on. Not because it involves kids, because it involves targeted harassment. Right. But Chris made a really good point here. Yeah, where were you Why six not? years ago? It's 2018. I mean, this has been going out for a really long time with Sandy Hook. He's been also, he's been harassing those families for years. Oh, yeah. Also, I hear I hear from my more far left friends that you know 
Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, who's oh, the video I sent you of the 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 one chick, the con- the black chick that's conservative, Can- Candace Owens. Thank you. You know, hey, if you're a piece of shit, and people decide to call you on it in public, oh well, so be it. Yeah. Until that's... it starts happening to people that you don't think deserve it, then it becomes a problem. Once again, take a look in the fucking mirror, folks. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, just just. Please, I, I understand we cannot be 100% consistent at all times. We're going to be hypocrites at some point, but we don't have to fucking celebrate the fact and wallow in it. I mean, that's, that's, that's what fucking yeah. pisses me and off the most about this shit. Pigs can clean themselves up, too, but they choose to wallow in the muck, right? You know, the, the, the thing here, I think the big thing for me, at least for me, and you guys, that's up to you, is the government connection to this, the congressional connection with who they're purging from these files. I mean, there's there's another story that I sent you guys that Facebook was dealing with the Israeli government about which profiles to get rid of. Probably Israel. I, I, obviously in Israel. Uh, at some point at the end of last year. The government is getting involved in this. And this, to me, is the is the demarcation line. Where that's what you were talking about earlier, Chris. Who do you want as your daddy? Do you want Silicon Valley? Do you want Facebook? Or do you want the government? This is a combination of both. If this is if this yeah. is actually what's happening, yeah, this this is this is no choice. Yeah, this is this is something that really should disturb people. If if Congress is getting involved in social media, a social media giant, the behemoth, the size of Facebook, and starting to determine which propaganda is acceptable and which isn't. Yeah. Well, also Google uh, in the last two weeks, it was they announced that they are actually going to uh, start filtering out results in China in order to have a presence in China. Right now, right. people can't Google stuff in China because Google refused to filter out uh, anything that might you know, cause revolutionary thoughts in the, in the people right. or something <laughs> for whatever reason. So <clears throat> it's this idea that Google is going to do that. And go, oh, yeah, well, we can do this. We can control the information that people see uh, – Based on what the government, but we're not doing it to you, America. Of course, we wouldn't do that to you, but <laughs> we do it over here all the time. It's a regular practice, you know. They already but do don't it. Know if you believe in free speech over here. I, yeah. They already do it. They already reset Google News. I don't have all my sources anymore. I now have the sources they want me to see. Yeah, they got rid of that feature. Let me let me Dicks. give you a perfect example. If you're listening to this, you want to see an example of Google censoring the search results. Open up your browser. Go to Google. Type in eight. C-H-A-N, 8chan. Hit search because it's not going to give you a link to the website. It'll give you links to its Wikipedia page, which will link to its website. Mm-hmm. But they flat out refuse to put that in their search results. Yeah. This is nothing fucking new under the sun. Is This, this, is, just, this no, is just them I'm, going... Hold on, though, but we're talking specifically about the uh, government about right. these big companies working with governments to decide what they should what should be censored. That's disturbing. That's the difference. That's Google is doing that on their own because they don't want to be seen as uh, you know they they don't like the idea they can't market the idea that your kid can just type anything into Google and see it. Well, they are doing that in China though. Well, I'm sorry, they are doing what in China? They 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 are working with the Chinese government. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So no, presumably not here. Presumably not yeah. here, but what 
why would you honestly believe that? You know, if it, first of all, these, the, the bigger the companies get, the more standardized their practices are, right? Right. It's like how it works with the, the EPA and, and automobiles. You know, California decides that they want higher restrictions. All right, well, now we have to retool our whole line because we're not just going to specialize for what California wants. And eventually Google's going to get to that point and say, well, look, we've got all these countries. That, let's just take the worst of all of them and make that our standard. So that way we're in compliance with every country. You know, I, th- there's, there's a conspiracy theory bubbling up in my head here. Yeah. I don't like it, but <laughs> it, it's common anyway. And this is, you know, I think this is where I probably, if I were doing the show on my own, I would transition to the, the other half of this conversation, and that's the why and how the hell we got here to where we're having our information essentially curated for us, right? And the whole impetus, the, the, the thing that triggered this is not Sandy Hook, okay? Sandy Hook and, and Alex Jones, are just they're, they're sort of the dramatic event of the week to move this forward. This was triggered by the, Russia, by the, the 26, 2016 election. Russian hacking, Russian influence, and people, you know, uh, Russian agents taking to social media to sow division and, and to throw the election. That's well, the narrative, right? Is, is this, that's what's hey, we're doing this whole fucking thing. This, that's exactly what this is. I'm helping. So the consp- my conspiracy mind now, okay, goes back, and I, again, I'm not putting this forward, but it makes a lot of sense. So they didn't do anything about the, the, the Russian hacking and the Russian in- interference within social media during the 2016 election. Now they've got a narrative, right? There's a, there's a crisis involved. We've got another midterm election. They're not doing anything about it. There's reports coming through right now already. There's one in Florida that uh, the governor or one of the congressmen is saying that the Russian hackers have gotten through to their database. So we've got another election coming up. And what if there's another crisis? Then what? You create the, you create the problem. It's, it's capitalism 101. You create the problem, sell the solution, right? Yeah. So what happens is what happens if we have another catastrophe? I don't like uh, where this is going. Yeah, well, think about it. I don't want to play yeah. this game anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right, and this is this. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm going to come back to this. I'm not. You you will not get me off this marble platform. The reason that we have this problem right now is that we do not have a fucking one iota's interest in truth. If we did, this wouldn't be a problem. We wouldn't have people. Looking up to Alex Jones as a fucking disciple god. The truth, the purveyor of the real truth. Alex fucking Jones. Come the fuck on. Or, or worse, QAnon. Whatever. I mean, at least, at least sure. Alex Jones has yeah. a face. You may not believe <laughs> yeah. everything that pours out of it, and it might be a little too red, but <laughs> at least he puts it out Sweaty. there. Like, QAnon could be any person, any number of people. It could just be whoever decides to randomly log on and say, hey, I'm going to be Q tonight. The fault, dear Brutus, is not in big government. It's in ourselves. If we cared about truth, it would be provided to us. It would be marketed and sold to us. We don't. And we're like children. We're like little children running around in the big fucking jungle, throwing rocks at each other. Can, can, can you guys really expect anything different with the way... American culture has been in the last 40, 50 years. No. We've shifted from, we've shifted from observable facts to I feel this way. Yeah. Well, we're we regressing. Don't have, we, don't yeah. Have, we don't have truth. We have our truth, this truth. And, and everyone's fine with it. I'm reading an article today, and this lady goes, this is the definition of this word. I define this word, and it just totally makes up a definition 
and she's an expert. And I'm like, you don't right. get to fucking do that. You don't get to do that. Stop it. Right. And people need to stop giving these people any type of fucking weight behind what they say. If I look at a tree and I go, well, that's not no longer a tree. That's a blah, blah, blah. But why? Right. Because that's, I, not, I've, that's my definition of it. I know that used to be a maple, but I'd like to call it a palm tree now. Then you, we as experts. We need, to, we need to learn to look at people and go, guess what? You're either mentally ill or stupid. <laughs> not, it's neither. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean I hate you. In fact, I have nothing but empathy and compassion for you because it must be hard remembering to exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale constantly. You, you got to be careful here, man. You got to be careful here because it's it's again. I've I've said this before. I've said I feel like a broken record. I'm sorry, guys. I I know I sound like one to you guys sometimes, but there is there is an explanation for this. There there is a reason to be empathetic for it. Because we are drowning in bullshit. It's so difficult to fight through the mountain of static to find one nugget of objective truth to base anything on. It's understandable that people hide in their, in their bubbles, hide in their ideology, their religion, however you want to look at it, their, their worldview. It's completely understandable because it's confusing. It's over-fucking-whelming to try to figure out which line of propagated bullshit is the truth. What if, the, what if none of them are? What if we have to take chunks of this line, chunks of this propaganda stream, and try to sew them together like Frankenstein to figure out what the hell's going on? How do you do that? How do you, how do you get people to Honestly, care enough to try to do it? Even if they care, how do, let's play devil's advocate for a minute. Even if they do care, how do they do it? I don't, I don't know, but it, it's scary because... I, I'm not to get too existential on you, but you need to. the only thing that holds a country together is all believing in the same basic story, right? And if we can't do that, how do we remain? Well, it shows you the brilliance of a rush campaign to sow division, doesn't it? I'm sorry, you chopped up on the first part of that. What was that? It shows you the brilliance of any kind of, say, Russian social media campaign to sow division the country split them along two three four different narratives that's exactly right though how do you do that i don't know but that's i I mean you know that's the the most shocking thing out of all this the alex jones story the russia and trump thing and uh, most of what's out there the only shock that's left for me is being shocked about what people actually believe yeah you know i wasn't shocked that the russians were trying to interfere with our elections i wasn't shocked that Alex Jones is actually a, a nutcase. It, it's a, a, that people are actually buying this. Yeah. Well, again, I ask you, I, I'm asking this, if you, either any of you three, if you have a, a, any inkling of, of, of a path forward, how do you stitch this shit together? I mean, it makes perfect sense to me why people do this. I don't like it, and I want to call them stupid, and I want to condemn everybody for doing it, and I'd like to put myself up on a pedestal and say, well, I don't do that. I don't know that I don't. I don't know that I have a choice. I don't know how people can take certain... We have... Everything is sold to us. Everything is product. Everything is something to put eyeballs or clicks in front of advertising now, right? So everything is crafted to a certain market. How do you find anything objective within that? And when you do, how would, A, how do you know it? And B, how do you take that and reconcile it for, with something over here, something over here? So The best propaganda always has elements of truth in it, right? So how do you take those things and create some like some new, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some new nugget of knowledge. 
to paste reality together. How do you do that? And if you can't figure it out, it's, it's really difficult. I, I know where you're coming from, Rich. I do. But it's, if we can't do that, if we can't explain how to do that, it really is difficult to condemn other people for not doing it. And it's hard not to understand why they would run to that Alex Jones cave. Man, or I, Rachel Meadow cave or any other one. Here's the deal. At this point, I'm just kicking back with my fucking popcorn and enjoying the show. Yeah. Nothing's, nothing yeah. we say or do is going to change one fucking thing. Let's, let's just say, for shits and giggles, nice round number, we have 10,000 listeners every episode. Let's just take that number out of my ass and run with it. I think if, that's low. If one person changes their mind from listening to us, I would be shocked. And they'll never admit it. Well, there's, there, there's also this yeah, attitude yeah. That, that I don't understand why, but people have of... They, they, they will take a correction from a stranger but they but anytime like a person you know corrects you you can't admit that oh yeah you were right i was wrong it's like it's it's like some some bullshit pride thing i don't i don't to me it's like if i'm wrong let me know i don't want if my dick's hanging out and for whatever reason i don't realize it let me know i don't want to walk around like that all day no, it's because these, these, these avatars are, are egocentric projections of who we want the world to think we are. We want the world to think we're fucking brilliant and infallible, that we have the answers. How, many, how often do you guys go on online? All right, I'm just using cyberspace as the environment of choice here. How often do you guys go online to see people actually a- asking questions? I mean, legitimate questions. There's this old saying, you know, you don't follow people who presume to have all the answers. Follow the ones who ask the right questions. Right, and everybody's a website specifically set up for that. Not very often. Exactly, exactly. It's because everybody almost invariably the people that you run into want to presume to tell you the truth. Quote in air quotes again. Yeah, no, I I see a lot of the phrase "honest question," but it's never used. Never honestly, <laughs> it's, a, it's a loaded. It's yeah. it's always honest question. How could you be so stupid as to believe that? <laughs> right, exactly. Or it's a leading question in some. Yeah, yeah. right. It's honest it's question. A, how could you not consider uh, this aspect of your? How can a, how can a man not see the destructive patriarchy in American white society? I, right. it's, it's it's like it's like my it's like one of my favorite lines from Goodwill Hunting. Do you find it hard to hide the fact you're gay? Like it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it sets you up to where you yeah. can't answer the question without coming off as, guess what? You love the dick. And you're you know insatiable what's funny, for yeah. cock. You know, you know what you gotta you gotta keep in mind. We we we're inundated with media now. We're inundated with with everything from television to advertising to online advertise. Every I mean, inundated with it. We learn these tactics. We watch commercials. We read articles, slanted articles, and pick up how to disseminate our own propaganda. I don't think people think about it, but I think that the, that they instinctively learn how to slant things. Slant uh-huh. views, how to wrap things in little propaganda burritos while trying to seem like they're the enlightened, neutral, uh, unaffiliated z- uh, unicorn in the room. You know what I mean? I, I think people pick up on that subconsciously. The proper Rito? I see it. What's that? The proper Rito? 
proper burrito new at Taco Bell. Yeah, and I, I, I think we're, we do. I, I don't think it's a conscious thing. I don't think people really understand it, but I think they have this concept of how to do it subconsciously and how to present this infallible, all-knowing, superhuman fucking digital avatar to the world. And when you correct them, like you said, Rich, they can't have that. That cannot happen. That's like kryptonite to Superman. You can't, you, you can't, you right. can't challenge that. Well, it's it's like we handle everything. It's all part of a, a, some sort of scientific pro, uh, process that's evidence based. Mm-hmm. And in the past, that evidence used to be what we could see outside our our window, or well, you know, the the types of people that we met, the stories that made sense in the world. But now, when you've given so much credence to one's emotions, that that is then evidence for whatever then your only evidence is how you feel. I read a story. How does this make me feel? This makes you feel like this is probably not true. Therefore, it's not true. Not looking at any outside evidence, but but basing that off of one person's feelings at that time. And there's no bedrock of fact there because all those feelings are internal, right? Mm -hmm. You can't challenge that. You can't get to it. It's like that internal switch I like to talk about that's in your head. Right, you're the only one that can flip it. But if your truth is based on it, you're, I hate that. Did I just say that? Your truth. Yeah. Yes. You need to. You, we need a like an electric chair sound effect because anytime anybody says that, we need a hot <laughs> button that'll electrocute them. But if your perception of the truth or your interpretation of the truth, right, your definition of the truth is determined on your internal emotions that only you control. There's no accountability there. There's no peer review. It really, it really is. This is the outcome of 30 years of telling people that every thought, every feeling they have is valid. And not only is it valid, but everybody else has to deal with that. Because I can't, I just, I, I'm, I'm so glad I grew up when I did, when people look at me and go, no one gives a shit how you feel. Because it, it readied me for the real world and life. And now we just, it's like we have a bunch of people who, with arrested development running around who are becoming the age where they're coming to power and they can't deal with reality. I mean, and it's, it's really what this this all boils down to. They don't like reality. So they run to someone like Alex Jones or they run to someone like Jezebel or Buzzfeed or whatever the fuck Breitbart, because it's going to tell them the comforting lie. And that's what they fucking crave because it's all they've been fucking told is comforting lies all their life. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good. We, you know, there's an episode of the Boondocks that, that it's a fantasy episode where Martin Luther King survived the assassination attempt. And he comes out of a coma and it's 30 years later. And Huey tells him, we need the truth. Not the pretty truth that people want to hear, but the truth that pisses people off and gets them angry and gets them ready to do something. That's what the fuck we need. And we need you to tell it. That's what the fuck we need. We need a real dose of reality here. We're not going to get it. And that's why this this whole Trump and Russia investigation has been so frustrating, right? Because we're we're looking at this like somebody actually wants to find out the truth as to whether he collaborated with Russia in order to sway the election. And the more layers of of the story that get peeled away we realize that at the core of Trump supporters are is the idea that we don't give a shit what it took to get him there. We know this man is crooked. It's just if he's going to stop babies from being killed and trans people out of my bathroom that, and immigrants on the other side of the border, that's all that matters. And 
I'm sure you guys saw the, the picture going around of two men at the Trump rally wearing T-shirts, probably displaying them. That I don't remember the exact language, but it basically said that they uh, would rather be uh, Russian than Democrat. I yeah. can't exactly. And that that's the that's the thing. I don't think it has anything to do with issues, man. I don't think it has anything to do with brown people. I don't think it has anything to do with abortions. I think that they have successfully demonized the opposition to the point that anything is better than them and they will they will blindly follow whoever is their guy. It's a demagogue now at this point. He could, he could he could come yeah, out but that's and- how that's how he defines himself as their guy. By having a strong stance on those issues like immigration, sure, abortion, yeah. right? Yeah, you but know, just, uh, as, yeah. just as yeah, just right. as an just as an aside, I, I have to say, uh, we mentioned begrudging respect. I have a begrudging respect for the ability for humans to completely miss the point and focus on issues that have nothing to do with anything in the long run. Like the issue: Oh, did Russia help get Trump elected? Well, that's okay. We're going to investigate that. What no, one's, what no one is arguing is that Russia has meddled in American business and culture, I'm not business, politics and culture. That's what everybody should be focused on. But instead it's, oh, did they help Trump? It's like when, it's like when, when Colin Kaepernick took a knee to protest police brutality. All of a sudden it became about the flag and the soldiers. What the, yeah. f- that has nothing to do with nothing. It does, no, it doesn't matter though, right? It's just something to rally around. It's something, it's, it's some bullshit standard to rally the troops around. To let you well, think that your that your side is 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 on the right, you know these these issues that Aaron was talking about. It's kind of the same thing. It are issues of superiority, where we are the chosen ones. This is our country. We're the ones that are right, the rightful heirs to this country. We're the rightful inhabitants of this country, right? So people like Mexican immigrants, you can easily prop them up as an outside threat because it it puts the voter, the Trump voter, in a position of superiority, and they love that. Their tribe. That's that's how you can do this. And and it, when when you're talking about Kaepernick, that's exactly it's the same thing. They can they can reposition the narrative, the whole the whole narrative. They can restructure it so it's about America, about the flag. It doesn't have anything to do. You're right. They will do that. It doesn't have anything to do with police brutality. They don't care. Right. It's like a transitory effect. You pro, you protest the flag, therefore, and the flag reminds us of the troops. Therefore, right. you protest the troops. You are un-American. Doesn't have anything to do with police brutality. You are disrespecting the flag. You hate America. We hate you. Why do you hate? Well, it's a good Jesus. thing we didn't yeah. have that attitude. It's a good thing we didn't have that attitude in 1776. We did. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'm not going to run down that line. But you, you understand that half the country were loyalists at that point. No, I under I, I under I understand. I understand. Yeah. It's it's in history is always written by the winners. You know, right. something I've that I've tried to explain to a lot of my younger friends who are like who have no context of where I'm coming from is he like well, holding court with at the uh, middle school or something? <laughs> no, it's just the nature of the job I work. I work with a bunch of twenty year olds. He's got a poster board. It yeah. says "Ask a Old Guy." Oh no, no, no! I, I am. There's a new hire who's in her forties, and they're like, "Ooh, a playmate your age." And I'm like, you know, "What are we gonna do? You know what I'd like Swap to see? High blood pressure drugs. Get the you fuck out go, of my face. Like right after lunch, you should go sit on the toilet, take a big shit for like twenty minutes, close the door, and have like confessional where these kids can come in and ask the wisdom of Rich while he's taking a shit. <laughs> I can literally sit there like the thinker on the on the and toilet, you, <laughs> and you have to yeah. smoke. 
That's a requirement. You have to smoke and you have to, you have to have a thoughtful look on your face and you can, hey, you can take a selfie okay. from above showing you taking a shit and giving... Uh, look, if, if and, I'm then you re- and you read their fortune in your poo. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, okay, until the fortune in the poo for, until the poo fortune was, was brought up, I was going to say, if I'm going to act like Hitchens, I'm going to get a glass of fucking whiskey and then just go full on. But no, uh, if I'm a cosplay, I might as well fucking go the, the full nine. Yeah. Well, no, it's, I, 20 years ago, I was considered a bleeding heart liberal. And I would, I, I, this is the honest God's truth. From, on a lot of issues, I'm even more liberal now than I was then. Mm-hmm. And now I'm considered a centrist. And I'm trying to explain to these these kids who are in their mid twenties who are like, "Oh, you just you 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 old folks and your culture and is dying off and you're scared." I'm like, "It's not, it's hmm. not that that I, ooh, I don't want change." <laughs> old folks, you're We're not, fucking you're forty, not, dipshit. You're not, I'm like, you're not understanding what I'm saying. In twenty years, you're going to be sitting where I'm sitting, and you're going to have some fucking twenty year old snot nosed piece of shit tell you that pedophiles can't help that they were born that way. And we need to have sympathy and compassion for them, and et cetera, et cetera. And you're going to go, what in the fuck is going, what happened to this world? Yeah. You are sitting here it's- rationalizing a guy wanting to fuck a child. And, 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 and they're like, because it, 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 that is an, an issue that is starting to bubble up to the surface yeah. in, the, in, the, in the LGBTQ and AEIOU sometimes Y community. And that for years we've been hearing, it has Pedophilia has nothing to do with, with gay culture, et cetera, et cetera. They've fought that so hard. And now they're having to come out and disown groups of people in their own community who are I, maps. Is, it, is Milo going to get his job back then? I, I, would, <laughs> I don't know that you can say that they're in their community. Well, they're, know, they're, even, they insert themselves in their community. Uh, I think it's like, a, what would you say, a false flag operation? I mean, they're just, it, all you got to do is the, the go joke, online and God damn the joke's right there. The joke, I can't. But, just drop the L. Fla- flag. Yeah. <laughs> it's a false flag operation. False flag. Oh, no, that's nice. a perfect description. Nice. No, 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 no. I understand the difference between 4chan starting up shit or the, any any chance starting up stuff and, and trying to interject it into society and get people to, to fall for it, and people giving legit TED talks about how we need to accept pedophiles in, into polite society. And I'm going, how is no one in this crowd going? What are we listening to? Are we seriously listening to this? I feel I, I have a very hard time. You can live next to your kids. Listening to this and taking anybody who's in that crowd or anyone who advocates any of this seriously and giving them even three of my brain cells. I know it's a thing. I know it's it's I'm not saying it's it's not important, I guess, in some aspect of things, but I just can't. I can't shine light on these fucks. You know what I mean? It's just it. It doesn't change the fact that, that, that we've stuck our head in the sand about a lot of issues that have now come back to start to bite us in the ass. Yeah, that's true. And, and I mean, if you, if you choose to do that, you're free white and over 21. Do what the fuck you want. Well, All right. I can't, I, no, no one can make you do anything in this world except for pay taxes. Yeah. So isn't, that's it. Isn't pedophilia a form of mental illness? The way it's presented wow. is they're born that way. It's a sexual orientation, and it's a valid sexual orientation. No, no. Hold on. That's, that's not how it was presented on any TED Talk that I've ever seen. And there's I a will difference. send you the link. 
I just watched it five minutes before we started recording. All right. I'm not, and I'm, I'm, I'm not bullshitting. Hold on. Let me dig it up. Uh, because it's only like a minute 30. So it, no, we can even play. No, I believe you. I, but uh, there's, a, there's a difference between saying that, uh, that you, know, you can't just wipe the world clean of them, right? If you, if you understand that these people are sick, and maybe they're, they're able to get help, then they should be accepted into society. It doesn't, I, the people that are saying that they need to be accepted as a sexual orientation or as a, you know, a subgroup of LGBTQ, those people don't actually believe that shit. They're just trying to make... LGBTQ look as vile as they can. No, I understand that. And I don't, I don't, personally me, I don't lump pedophilia in with homosexuality or bisexuality or whatever, the pansexuality or whatever the fuck. All right. The only, yeah. the only, thing, it has in, the only thing it has in common is, yeah, I, I guess I do believe people are probably born attracted sexually to children. There's something wrong in their wiring. It happens. I mean, there, there's, there's, there's people born that... that I don't know that there's the any evidence of that. I think in, uh, I, any... Like, pedophiles are usually people who are abused. Yeah, but once again, that's one of those... Not every... The majority of people who are abused aren't pedophiles, but the majority no. of abusers... Or more majority of pedophiles were abused. Yes. Yeah, that's that's... But I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like I said, the, the, to me, the science is out on it that, or the science that is out on it. It's not an issue I've dug into very deep and, and like, you know, I, 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 I let me find out what, what, you know, the top scientists and peer reviewed papers have wow. to say and et cetera, et cetera. You don't want to do too many Google searches on Ex- that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can, okay. Now you're starting to you're picking up what I'm laying down because it's like I don't want FBI. You know what I mean? Hey. <laughs> and we're here to search, to search the place and seize all computers. You know, no <laughs> fuck. You know, but uh, no. I there is there are, there are schools of thought out there that you know. Yes, it is. Is it nature versus nurture? And my thing is, even when when presented with that. In psych- psychology and sociology class, I always said, why can't it be a little bit of both? Why does it have to be either or? And you have to pick a side and argue so violently yeah. that the other side is wrong and that you're right. I mean, I, 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 who knows? To be honest with you, this would, this would cause some shit, and I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But once again, you got to be careful what you put into Google when you're searching. There, there really needs to be, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um... Like a like a interview with someone who is non offending and it can be in a setting where they can be absolutely one hundred percent honest about how and why they feel the way they do because we've had this discussion before if it is something that is you're born with it's a it's a it's a hiccup in your in your wiring or whatever mm-hmm. is there a way to fix it well right it, it reminds me of manhunter. Or I guess the book that it was based on that I didn't read. But I did watch season one of Manhunter. And this is about, uh, you know, an agent in the FBI that kind of revolutionized the way that they handle certain cases that involve uh, mass killing, serial killing, stuff like that. 
and you know he's doing all these interviews with these serial killers, and everybody around is like, "These people are sick. Why do you want to sit down and ask them all these? Who cares? They're they're born rotten. Just put them on the electric chair." But this information, these interviews, started a process that totally revolutionized how they track down and try and stop people that that become serial killers. And so, yeah, there is a lot to be gained from looking at the science of what causes these. uh, I mean, on the other hand, it doesn't doesn't change how you handle them, right? It doesn't mean that we accept a serial killer into society because we figured out that he was just born broken in some way and it's not really his fault. No, the guy's still got to go away. Give us time. Well, I mean, let's be let's just uh, it, just be very pragmatic about it. We, as a society, do have a use for people like that. We can put them in certain jobs in the military, and they will excel. <laughs> I, I, you can laugh all you want. It takes a certain type of person to do some some of these jobs that we need done. Period. I mean, it, it's like it's like when we talk. It, it, oh God, it's three years ago now, and we had a discussion about sociopaths. Not all sociopaths are, are are mass murderers or serial killers. There's a lot of them that are surgeons, heads of business, because they can do what needs to be done coldly and calculatingly. Yes, they're removed from their emotions. Exactly. Whereas if I cut open someone and start rummaging around in their guts, I'm probably going to get sick eventually. They just see it as this is. Um, this is like a machine. This part is broke. I need to either rewire or wire around it and fix it and then close it up and send it on its way. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, I'd rather have a surgeon like that than one that's going to get squeamish at the sight of blood. Correct. You know, I mean, it's... It, I. It, to, the, the problem is, and it goes back to what we were talking about with what people want to believe, people don't want the truth, is that even if we had which would probably be impossible in today's day and age, but let's just say for sake of argument, we could prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that pedophiles were either born that way or weren't. And the whole scientific community was in consensus. Everybody to the last person, you know, not that four out of five doctors shit, five out of five doctors, all of them. There would still be people who would refuse to accept those findings because, nope, I feel this way. Well, yeah, but you'd also, I mean, if you were able to, if you were able to scientifically prove it, then that means you've proven it to the point where you might you probably have an idea of how to fix it. I mean, at that point, you you would have an understanding of the wiring enough to rewire it. Well, I mean, that's just like these. You know, the the there is a school of thought among people with autism that. We don't need a cure for it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be cured. I'm fine the way I am. And it's like, I, I guess. But look at all the hassle it adds to your life. If we yeah, can, if we we can stop that in future people by doing a, a few simple things, wouldn't that be worth it? But no, they've been told, no, 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 you're special. You're, you're not damaged. You're just different. And blah, blah, blah. Okay, great, wonderful. You've learned to accept it. I, more power to you, man. I swear to God, more power to people that are like that. I have a cousin who's autistic, and he, he's accepted it. He's embraced it. Good for him. But does that mean we, we should condemn future people to, the, to, to that same fate because he's accepted his fate? Well... Our capacity to accept humans playing God is uh, constantly expanding, and we'll continue to do so. Problem is, we've been playing God since the first fucking Neanderthal picked up a rock and killed the other one. Right. 
I mean, that is nothing new. We've been we've been dictating the outcome of the world around us since the first fire was started. Yeah, whatever the fuck. How do we get here from Alex Jones? So, so these ideas, these are the types of ideas that just die off with people, right? I mean, I guess. But I mean, we're, we're we're to the point where look where we're at now as far as what we accept as truth, what we can accept as truth, what we want to accept as truth. Fast, hit the fast forward button. Twenty forty years. Where are we going to be then? Uh, Halloween costumes will be abolished. We'll all just wear a brown bag every year. I mean, I can't remember what it was, but I read a a, a, a short story about you know the typical dystopian future, et cetera, et cetera, where all news was literally formatted for the individual so when you were receiving news only you were receiving the news you're receiving i mean is that where we're going to end up down the line isn't it kind of where we're but we're still receiving it in groups isn't it kind of what facebook has kind of enabled is i can tailor the news that i want to receive Mm yeah yeah True, fair enough. I mean, this is obviously this is a science fiction's vision of the future where you are literally isolated in like a VR thing, getting your news and everything, you know, specifically tailored for it's you. Like, Good morning, Rich. Here's what happened today. Exactly, and and the the same story would be reported fifteen different ways with fifteen different people because right. it, would, it would report to you the way that you're going to accept what they're saying is fact the best. Well, look, it's already there. It just has to be combined. And, you know, it'll take somebody like Apple. Apple didn't invent a, a, an MP3 player or a tablet. They just found ways to combine these technologies and package them in ways that people really appeal to. So you have uh, al- search algorithms and information collection like Google and Facebook, and you have AI being commercialized through uh, Amazon and and Google again. So, <laughs> uh, so. All you have to do is AI progresses to the point where it can interact with you on a more uh, realistic level, and then it just presents you with your news. You mean like these and home speakers? It, right. I mean, I'm talking like five years, and you're going to be able to buy an Alexa that has a conversation with you about yeah. the news. As Chris likes to say, so. neat. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't wait. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. Uh, hey, if, if I stop taking these blood pressure medication, maybe I won't make it five years. I'll have to live through this shit. <laughs> you know, honestly, though, I think we're, I think we might be, as a nation, uh, happier if we had AI to talk to, right? If we could just make up friends that agreed with us on everything. I wouldn't know of. what to do with a friend just, that agrees with me on everything. <laughs> just, a, just a thought. <laughs> It's like, oh. All right. Well, uh, anyone been following the Paul Manafort trial? Sort of. Yeah. I know, you know something about, I just read about the they're mad that the judge is reprimanding him or something like that. Some oh, dumb he's a shit like that. feisty judge. This is uh, what Mark Garagos was referring to it as the rocket docket court, and all the judges are, you know, let's get this over with. Type of attitude, which I I not I have no idea whether that's good or bad, and this is not really all that interesting of a case. I mean, there's the, everyone likes to share pictures of a ostrich jacket and all that stuff. Stuff that actually didn't get admitted into court. 
but this is just tax evasion. Yeah, it's right? rich guy did rich guy shit. Next yeah. case. I was going to say, though, man. Next case, though, that's the key, right? How this case goes determines where the rest of the, the possible success of the rest of the Mueller investigation. So what I've been following it just because I'm curious to see if I can feel where it's going. Because this is a, this is a huge indicator and uh, reflection on the investigation. Yeah, see, and I've been following it only to find out if Dolomite gets his shark skin suit back. So. <laughs> that man has some horrible taste, right? That man's got 70s pimp taste. I'm surprised he don't have platforms yeah. with, the, with the goldfish in them and shit. Right, they're talking about how much money he spent on... I mean, he spent more on clothes in a year than he spent on boats. And he's still... It's like... That's like the whitest sentence. He's still got clown clothes. <laughs> Possibly the whitest sentence ever spoke. Spent more on clothes than he spent on boats. I just, uh, I, I, it blows my mind. Once again, I just, I, I, I'm just, I, I'm focused on the wrong thing in this, in this whole situation because I'm just like, how the fuck do you, how the fuck do you rationalize spending money on this shit? Was it like, was a street named Paul? I'm the Manafort. <laughs> Like, dude's walking around like the pimp Mr. White yeah. folks. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this ain't the player's ball. You're a fucking, isn't he a lawyer? Uh, sure. Wait, who, uh, Manafort? Yeah. Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, He's rich yeah. and white. It's a 50-50 shot. <laughs> I th- for some reason, I thought he had a law degree or something. I don't know. And he may. He may be one of those guys that got a law degree, but doesn't. I don't know that he's practiced law. Certainly, gotcha. I mean, if you... He's, I don't know what his job is. I mean, he's been campaign manager, but he's also done a lot of, like, facilitating of uh, Russian business dealings with other countries. There we got the close. Deep discount from Vladdy's House of Style. (laughs) You know what? I take it back. If I had money, I'd shop at Vladdy's House of Style. (laughs) (laughs) It's in Brooklyn. Opening up next to a Mr. Allen's. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus God, uh, it's it, it really is. It, it really is. It just points out to me that the 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 very 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 huge cavernous gap between everyday people and people with more money than they should ever fucking have. Because yes. they just, I'm just like yeah. you. But you see, fucking wired. He had like, I think it was like. A half a million dollars that was wired to a, some high-end clothing retailer. Right? He was there. He called his. Uh, 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 that was a custom I piece. Bookie. I almost said bookie is what not his uh, his uh, account. It was like I need a shit ton of money wired over here because I'm shopping and I'm leaving here with everything made out of ostrich and alligator. <laughs> That's like some Michael Jackson going shopping shit. And now possibly the blackest sentence ever just spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them gator shoes. Gator and ostrich. I, I, want, I want some dinosaur shoes. Clone them for me. <laughs> it's the most ballish but shit ever. <laughs> but again, it's, you know, uh, it is kind of selective, isn't it? It's like 
it's almost like the Alex Jones thing. Like, this guy seems slimy, and I kind of like the idea of him going down. But on tax evasion, like, that's kind of an accepted crime in a lot of circumstances. I, look at the story this week about Betsy DeVos's yachts. They're registered in the Cayman Islands. They fly a Cayman Islands flag in order to avoid paying U.S. taxes. Well, that's tax evasion, right? I mean, sure, she found a loophole to do it with, and and Manafort wasn't smart enough to find the right loopholes. I guess she's operating within the boundaries that the rules have set. You don't like it? Change the rules. And they do every year. That's why. That's so why accountants get paid like they do because yeah. they have to keep up with the ever changing tax codes. I, I, it, it's it's just amazing to me that you know you're you take someone that makes thirty five forty grand a year and they pay their taxes and these are millionaires you know billionaires and they're like uh, I don't want to pay like you know thirteen billion in, or thirteen million in taxes this year even though I'm worth two billion or whatever the fuck. So I'm going to spend half of that to figure out a way not to sp- not to pay that to the government. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it, you know what it, this is this is uh, shouldn't well, these people shouldn't these people goals, be considered man. goals shouldn't these people be considered like traitors? To, to I mean, you know, the right's so always so quick to call out people that are un-American, and these people are going to great lengths to avoid paying into the to, to taxes to the country that has allowed them to get to the point where they're at. Mm-hmm. Isn't that traitorous? Isn't that, isn't that, well, that's not, that's, yeah. that's definitely not a patriot. I'm talking if you're looking at it just from the way the, a lot of people on the right look at shit. Of course, well, they think that like, they feel like they're paying unfairly their amount of, of share of taxes, right? Like, I don't know, I guess that they, they believe that everyone should be taxed at the same flat rate. Which, I mean, if you had a flat rate that every citizen could afford, then uh, uh, good luck having serviceable roads in 10 years. But it, uh, you know, like, we wouldn't have money for jack shit. Well, I country. can understand their frustration, at least when... Funding your fucking military and your space force. We all pay our taxes once a year. They have to pay them four times a year. I can, I can understand the frustration there. Like, hey, everyone else gets to do one time. You gouge me four times. What the fuck? I, I can understand the frustration. Well, uh, no, people who are paying quarterly are freelancers or own their own companies or have giant debt uh, or a giant a giant bill, I should say, a giant tax bill. But anyway, well, it's just, so, I, well, it's just amazing to me how many people get caught up with taxes. I mean, once again, we've said it dozens of times on this show. That's what brought down Al Capone. It wasn't none of his criminal shit, none of his gangster shit. Nope, you didn't pay Uncle Sugar. You got to go to prison later for you. Said it, mm-hmm. I've said it for 20 years. Uncle Sam's the ultimate pimp. Always gets his right. money. But we knew about the shit that Al Capone was getting away with, right? Allegedly. So we could, we could, we could He's never convicted? <laughs> That's true. Like, no, that is a... Perfect point because we don't know. I mean that our the system that we set up in order to know for sure that somebody was committing a crime came up with zero results on everything that we wanted to get them on. So you're right. It, we didn't know. I can't say that we knew. I think it's commonly accepted now. Hey man, I saw but the like, movie. 
it's not like Manafort is out executing people and we got to get this crazy guy off the streets and tax evasion is the way to do it. No, he he did something worse in the eyes of the government. He didn't give them their motherfucking money. <laughs> <Give> me- <laughs> <laughs> they are straight up Ray Liotta and Goodfellas. Fuck you, pay me. They do, they do not care. They don't want to hear about it. Uh-uh. Don't give a shit. And I mean, let's you know, I... I is, is the government wasteful with our tax money? Fuck yes. But the, but the, it's a it's a necessary evil in yeah. a society if we want you know, once again a libertarian's wet dream. We don't want to live in Mad Max world. Well, we, but it's also the the only reason that this trial is about tax evasion is to show you which taxes he's avoiding paying. Right, the taxes on money that he got from. Russians. That's the the purpose of the story. Is uh, the story the purpose of the trial? Is the story actually like it's not about hey this guy was trying to uh, well, I guess one pay his fair not pay his fair share in taxes. It was like here's what he's not paying taxes on. Here's why he's not paying taxes on it because here's where his money is coming from. Yeah, but won't the question be the when? Because the, the, sto- the stuff I've read about him is yeah he took money from uh, Russian people, but it was years ago. Like before Trump was even thinking about running. So, I mean, if it was like, you know, 2009, it'd be irrelevant. But if it was 2014, all right, there's something there, maybe. Yeah. No, like I'm saying, like, this this case is not going to be anything definitive about the greater story of did Trump participate in this collusion? It's laying out the pattern. This guy was used to dealing with Russians, had a lot of contacts, was getting millions and millions and millions of dollars from Russians, right? And then suddenly starts losing money and shows up and offers to work for free for Trump's campaign. Work for free. I don't think that this guy ever worked for free for anyone. Someone who's so concerned about money, he's willing to risk federal prison by avoiding paying taxes is working for free. Right. So he's campaign manager for trump is not being paid by the campaign somebody had to be paying this guy or promising him something in return all the zoot suits he could fucking keep in his closet (laughs) (laughs) it's not dead and this is only the first trial uh, against manafort so we'll see where it goes from there did old man todd finally kick the bucket He's I still, don't hear snoring. He's still connected. He said he had to pee. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a poop. <laughs> <laughs> he got there. He's like, oh, I better sit down. This is turning into something I wouldn't expect. All right. So is 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 this as good a time since we're talking about wasting tax money and taxes to space talk about force time? Yeah, space force. Space force. I feel well, like we should have a laser sound effect. Timing that we're, every yeah, time we're we say talking it. now about Space Force during the, the Paul Manafort trial. The timing is perfect. I mean, it's true. It was planned. Our sixth branch of the f- armed services. Where can we sign well, up? Well, look. Can I go into space? I'm sure he and his people were brainstorming about what big plans that would uh, define his presidency and somebody said space force and they went, they went to, it was a great idea. And then they went to the people that, you know, whoever that 
are handling military and security for the country and all this shit and talking to them about this is what we need uh, for a space force. And they're like, okay, check. Yeah, we're already doing that. We're already working on all of this shit. And then they're like, well, do you you have a a logo? (laughs) No? Okay, yeah, we can name it and make a logo. Give me George Lucas on the phone. That's our. That's the that's the Trump administration's contribution to the space. They named it, and actually, they didn't even say. There was like six logos that were put out that people can vote on. Give me Bill Shatner on the phone. So they didn't even make that decision. All I know is that their dress blues better be fucking on point. Like call Hugo <laughs> Boss, have them design the dress blues. You know, here, here you go. Here, here taken out of context. Here is the we're white supremacist statement of the episode. Whoever designed the Nazis' uniforms, we need to get them on the phone because they had horrible ideas and they were horrible people, but goddamn, did they look good. Let's get those dress blues. Well, who'd be the, who, who designs Trump's suits? Wouldn't he be considered the Hugo Boss? You know, since Trump's the new Hitler. We need, we need, Trump's, uh, we need Trump's tailor. So we're just going to have dress blues just red ties then. <laughs> <laughs> dress reds. <laughs> well, I just I think it's amazing that, like you said, ninety percent of what is proposed for a space force to do, the Air Force and Navy already do. And once again, the little kid in me likes the idea. The adult in me goes, "Do we? It's 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 really unnecessary. It really is. I mean, just to create a whole new branch of the military. I th- yeah, it's unnecessary at this point." I think it's inevitable, but just a distraction to try and implement this now. Does it get us to Mars? Will it get us to Mars? Yeah, and, and furthermore, that's and that's the other thing. That's I think that's what kind of irks me the most. I don't know how genuine this is coming from the Trump camp. Because this, this well, does smack of nothing more than, 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 than don't look at this hand. Look what this hand's doing. No, no, not, no, no. This hand over here, Space Force. Look at this. I, it just, it's, it, it, once again, I'm back to what was it, 2003? With Bush talking about Mars, I, I'm just like, that's the minute I heard that, I was like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Did he go off script on that one? Like, that's what I was literally thinking. Did, did, did he stop reading the teleprompter? There's Going no to way. Mars. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Get out of here. That is such an obvious, please don't pay attention <laughs> to the fact we're about to illegally invade a country that had nothing to do with 9 11. Like, the teleprompter went out and he was just freestyling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he ain't Eminem, that's for sure. The teleprompter's down. Uh, Mars. We're going to Mars, folks. I was reading about Mars the other day. Let's talk about they it. They, 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 say, they say they found some oil on Mars. Mars needs some freebirdy. Yeah. We're going to go free the fuck out of them. But yeah. I, it, what, uh, okay, by 2020, first of all, does anyone see that happening? Yeah, I mean, uh, deciding on a logo and maybe designing a uniform? Sure, sure. Yeah, they can do that by 2020. We're a year and a half into the Trump administration. They have moved zero dirt on the wall. So I have zero faith on this thing being in play by 2020. Get some college students to uh, design some futuristic-looking spaceships that they can post on their website. Yeah, they could do that. Kids could send in drawings with crayons. Having a person or maybe even a small group of people in a uniform in somebody else's uh, rocket or space shuttle, yes. That's about as much as they could do by 2020. They could All design these like symbolic things that do absolutely nothing. A junior Space Force badge you can give them out to little kids. 
Yeah. You got a JROTC for Space Force. <laughs> Bring back the Dakota ring. <laughs> oh, well, you know, here's here's a question. Okay, so if I mean the legit the legit use of uh, or excuse me, purpose of a Space Force, obviously no time in the near future are we going to be hopping around like I said in the pre-chat like like aliens with space marines and shit. It's going to be, you know, Earth-based, tech-based, et cetera, et cetera. But we're going to have to put shit up in space. Now, is this where things like people like Elon Musk come in because we're going to use civilian contractors to launch this shit and we're going to pay through the fucking nose more than we should? It's already happening. I mean, we have satellite technology that our military uses. And they get it up there with private contractors. So, I mean, it, it, it'll just happen on a larger basis, more out in the open, and we'll just all accept it like we accept that the military pays, you know, $2,000 for a toilet seat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, when it, if, that, if there's a, uh, somebody with uh, some stars on their uniform sitting on that toilet seat, then it's money well spent, I think. There's that, at least that's a consideration. There's... The, the, if it's done in the name of protecting the country, then you can spend whatever money you want. Oh, how much does the toilet seat cost on the Space Force toilet? 20000 Yeah. They don't really have seats. It's Space, more Force, not, not like Space Force toilet hose. Yeah, it's more like a, a suction thing. Right. Like a vacuum hookup. I, I, it just, it, once like again. Like making a deposit at the bank. <laughs> just, just once again, it just this just uh, it just seems silly. It's a distraction from everything. I, I mean, I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people who are right leaning who are like, NASA is a waste of money, anyways. And I, where are these people like going? Trump, what are you doing? First of all, what happened to, to, to smaller government cleaning the swamp, all this shit? Now you want to add, you want to create swamp land for the government to go play in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, per usual, like everything else, there's there's no outrage from his, from, you know, people in his corner. You know, good Christian people love Trump. Doesn't matter that he's talking about grabbing pussy and, you know, he's been through more wives than, than Carter has liver pills or whatever the fuck. No, none of that matters. But if that had been Bill Clinton with four failed marriages, you never heard the end of it from these people. Because, you know, hey, divorce is an abomination unto God. It's just, just, I don't know. Once again, pass the popcorn. I like extra butter on mine. It's just more bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, I I was actually thinking recently about Bush. And I forget who I was listening to a podcast or something. And they're talking about, you remember Bush, however, you know, he was... Uh, so evil and starting unnecessary wars and a war criminal and and yet you know we can look at footage of him being actually moderate on other issues like speaking Spanish you wouldn't catch Trump even admitting that he knew any Spanish much less uh, trying to speak it Puerto Rico I was that's about as close as it gets right there yeah and he made fun of just the pronunciation but uh, yeah I think that uh, so it makes me think like what changed so much between Bush and Trump? And I guess I, I don't know that anything has changed all that much and, except for what we're 
the rest of the people are willing to tolerate. Because I think when, you know, when conservatives in the past would say that, you know, we are a nation of immigrants and, uh, you know, like when John McCain was defending uh, Obama from the woman who was saying that he's a Muslim and I don't like him and he's anti-American. And, and, you know, and he, he said, you know, I know him and he's a good man. We just disagree on policy. We don't have that. I think that the the hardcore conservatives, these hard, these Trump supporters were always there and they were always having to kind of forgive their own candidates, right? Like, oh, yeah, I don't like that Bush had to go up there and speak Spanish, but, you know, that's the world we live in, and he just had to do what he had to do. I don't believe that he really likes Mexicans or anything. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's the I'm, same I'm type of... I'm kind of with you on it. It's, it they, they make these same... Uh, forgive, they, they forgive Trump in the same way, you know, when he's not... I mean, there are Republicans who are all outright racist, who are supporting Trump, and when he says things like, oh, there are good people on both sides in the, in the, uh, the, the fights at Charlottesville, they go, well, we understand what he's saying. You know, we get the message in there. It almost doesn't matter what the politician says anymore, right? Once the, once the voter has implanted themselves into that politician and said, this is the guy that's going to pay attention to the real issues that affect me, then you can just Forgive anything that if they say anything that you think is not to your politics or off out of character, just be excused. Oh, he's just playing the game. And then somebody comes along with Trump who plays the game less than any other politician. Could the converse be true though? If you're if you are his opponent, you kind of have the same attitude. Absolutely, we see that day in and day out. I mean. Everyone likes to make fun of this uh, Space Force thing and make jokes about it, us as much as, the, as anyone else. And, it, and we ex- understand that it's really just a distraction from what's really going on. It's not an important issue. There's no real urgency to create this division of the military. But we also understand it's not complete fantasy. It's not ludicrous to think that we're going to actually have to have a military presence in space at some point in the future. That this is just an inevitable part of our progress as humans. As we expand, we're going to go off planet. So it's not a, it's not a ludicrous idea. It's the presentation. But everybody who's anti-Trump is just running with it like this is the dumbest thing anyone's ever said. No, it's not. It's the sleight of hand shit. It's not stupid. It's actually a very smart thing. I mean, every pro- every president needs an, an idea that can inspire the people. And space exploration has always been that. I mean, you, usually, like when we're t- like Bush and Mars, it's just used as, uh, as a talking point. And there's no real plan of action. But you do need those things that, that uh, you know, help people look to the future but that's just one example of like day in and day out on twitter people are just tearing trump apart for stuff that i'm like that's the least of our problems he's actually half right on this and you know like it's just a desire to be able to lash out at this man on a daily basis and again not supporting that guy 
I'm just saying, pick your fucking battles. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't care if he wants to start a space force. I can't have a conversation about anything else until we decide whether this man is being controlled by a foreign government or not. Until we figure that part out, all the shit is moot. It's the pettiness factor, man. I mean, we've we've really embraced uh, our inner thirteen-year-old girl through via you know social media and how petty and snarky we can be. And it, it's instead of instead of valid criticism, who can zing them with a good one-liner or tweet has become the new criticism. And it's like that's not. I, I absolutely agree with you. Like that when people take exception to nonsense over there's plenty to be legitimately pissed off at this man about Mm -hmm. and you want to sit here and argue about him tossing fucking toilet and not toilet paper uh paper towels into the crowd the fuck out of here really really leave that for john oliver or how much he calls yeah exactly and every president fucking golfs i mean the the infamous the infamous quote is we're going to go after people did 9-11 now watch this drive that's you know that's bush right there I mean, it, it's the the problem is is that it is the Republicans have become such the party of Trump that even people entrenched in the Republican Party who disagree with Trump are terrified to disagree with him publicly. I mean, and if you the the, the way they deal with it is they vote or they, they they it's protest by walking away. The most prominent person I can think of being like someone like Paul Ryan. You know, he had to play the game once Trump was elected. But now he's walking away from his fucking career at 48, which is a baby in politics. You are a fucking child in politics at 48. And he is the third most powerful person in the Republican Party. And he's walking away because he can't tap dance fast enough for the Trump, the party of Trump, or he refuses to. And then whether you agree with the man's politics or not, you got to Hey, that motherfucker's keeping it. What do the kids say? Keeping it real? Well, he's keeping it real. He's like, I'm not doing this. He's keeping it 100 is what they say now, I think. There you go. He's keeping it real. That one's already passed. No, he's not because he's he's lying because he's he's getting ready to run 2020. He's like, I'm going to go away and come back 2020. Who's he going to run as? No Republican. The the Republicans are not going to put any real opposition to Trump up in 2020. They're not going to give... The, the people that run no, that part 2024 he's young enough to look at 2024 yeah. now 2024 is okay uh, yes but 2020 no no i i understand that trump walks around like he's cocksure and shit but the people that, that that run the republican party who want republicans to stay in power their party to stay in power not trump to stay in power don't want to divide their base. They don't. They saw what happened with the Democrats in 2016 when that happened. I mean, that's that's to this day. I still hear people say, "If you didn't, you know, all the Bernie supporters who once the Democrats did what they did to Bernie, were like, well, then fuck you. I'm not voting. It's your fault we have Trump. So can you imagine that the shitstorm that would start if if someone made a legitimate run at Trump from inside the the Republican Party in 2020, especially if he had any any support behind him. But I mean, once again, doesn't that, 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 that should be terrifying to anyone watching, even the casual observer of politics, that people are so afraid to speak up against this man that they just walk the fuck away instead. That's how, what is that? What is well, that old quote? The, the only thing, the only thing that, that, that stops, 
The only thing I can't remember the, the exact quote. The only thing that stops bad people is good people doing nothing or something like that. I mean, there are people. There are plenty of Republicans who do not like Trump. Do not like the direction he's taken the party. They don't like the fact that it is the party of Trump now. Well, right. I mean, none of them ever liked him. They've ex- they've accepted him as a necessary evil. But Paul Ryan himself said before the election, I think he's paid by the Russians. He was on video, those words coming out of his mouth, and then had to claim later when Trump became the Republican nominee that oh, I was just joking around. Oh, I meant laid by the Russians. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, you know, the NPR just did a, a story with a, a, a journalist who... I guess was embedded with Paul Ryan for a while, and mm. it was it was it was yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's that's for our large gay demographic. Picture that. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, he he had you know audio tape of him asking him whose whose manner or not manner whose uh, demeanor do you prefer, Obama or Trump? And, and Paul Ryan was like, Obama, easily, easily. So yeah, I don't agree with him on stuff, but he, uh, he's a good man. Mm-hmm. Now, what, he, what didn't he say? Basically, he's saying Trump's a blowhard, and he's an idiot, and he's not a good person. Yeah. Read between the fucking lines, and that's what you come up with. I mean, that, I don't know enough about history to know the, the details of what was going on surrounding you know, dictators or tyrants as they were coming to power. But I'd imagine there was a lot of people who were just shaking their head going, I can't believe this, and just said, fuck it, I'm done, I'm washing my hands of the situation. That's what scares me about that. Because I, I have zero faith in the Democrats. None whatsoever. I, I don't... Yeah. I, 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 they're, they're not giving well, me anything to have faith in. And as usual, when you ask, well, what's, your, what's your position? They're doubling down on the identity politics shit. And you go, okay, great, wonderful, I get it, I'm evil. Now what? Well, no, 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 you're, you don't understand. You're, you don't understand how evil you are. What the fuck has this got to do with getting rid of Trump? You just want to fucking demonize a whole, a whole swatch of the fucking country. Why? Because you think it, their votes doesn't ma- don't matter to you? Well, how's it been? How's that going for you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and, and Todd called it. Todd called it last week when he was talking about the Republicans and the ones that have embraced Trump. Look at, oh, shit. Sorry, brain fart, guys. Uh, the Republican nominee for governor. Shooty. Thank you. Uh, 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 was it off-duty shooty? Wasn't that the commercial? Or on-duty shooty? This one of them. Like that. But yeah, his race wasn't even tight. And he definitely cozied it right, right up to Trump. I mean, what's that tell you? So I... Black Republican uh, won a primary in Michigan? Well, say that again. A black Republican won a primary in Michigan. That John James guy won his race. What are you more shocked that he won or that he's a black Republican? Black Republican. <laughs> well, and he won. I mean, I guess it makes sense for Michigan, kinda, sorta. I guess depending on who he represents. But sorry, I sidetracked the conversation. Well, I I, I do think it was interesting that that near. The closer we got to the election day, the more and more I started seeing on social media, the more and more I started seeing people post about how uh, El Syed or whatever his name was, was like, you know, 
the Manchurian candidate for the Muslims. And I was like, it took this long? I was kind of shocked. I was like, you're going to wait till a week before the election to start this shit? I, I figured that had been the opening salvo in it. <laughs> in that fight. And I mean, I, I can't... What's her name? Wow. Brain farting all over today. Rashida Tlaib? No, the the... the the woman who's the Democratic nominee. Uh, oh, 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 Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer. I, 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 you know, I go into the comment sections and all I read is, I suffered through eight years of grand home. I'm not doing it again with this chick. And Wait. it's like, and, it, and, and, and Aaron, you'll appreciate this. It's like when people see a black guy playing guitar and they go, oh, you remind me of Jimi Hendrix. I'm like, the only thing he has in common with him is he's black and he's playing guitar. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's a woman. That's it. Well, it, it. And a Democrat. Black guitar, woman, Democrat. See? That's <laughs> the only two things they have in common. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, it, for all the, 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 the ranting and raving we do, when I see people say shit like that, I'm like, God damn it. Really? Can't you go crawl back under whatever rock you've been living under? Like, seriously. Just, just, just go back to like 1956 and stay there. Like, I I would like to think we're over that, but I, I guess it's just me. I I have no problem voting for a woman if I believe in what she's do what she's saying and putting forth. No problem whatsoever. And it's apparently that's 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 an edgy idea in 2018. Who'd have thought that? Okay, maybe we need to edit this out. But seriously. Where the fuck is Todd? <laughs> this is getting worrisome, worrisome now. Yeah, let me we'll clip some of these parts out on the episode. But yeah, I don't know. He saw the "Are you alive, Todd?" Well, no, he said, "All good, carry on amongst yourselves for a bit." I don't know what that oh, means. Oh. And the rubbing went out. Coitus. <laughs> right after the talk about child molesters, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so what else? Let's not let's not talk about Trump anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough for one episode, I think. Uh, well, since since we're we're missing Todd for the moment, and comic book movies aren't really his forte, anyways. Uh, just just recently, like a couple hours ago, read an article that Marvel is petitioning Disney to reinstate James Gunn as director for the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, in this case, with James Gunn, he may, first of all, Disney made it known that they're going to use a script, right? So they're not trying to separate themselves from James Gunn that much. And all of the main cast of Guardians of the Galaxy signed a letter asking him to be reinstated. This is news to me hearing about Marvel, uh, getting behind that as well. I mean, you're talking, obviously, if you're saying Marvel, this is Marvel I'm assuming, Comics? I'm assuming whoever is running Marvel for Disney is petitioning to Disney to have him reinstated as as uh, okay. the director. Who's running, who's running the movie studio, the Marvel yeah. movie studio, not Marvel Comics? I would imagine it's the movie studio part, yes. Okay. I, I mean, IGN reported it like four hours ago. So, like I said, it's not. It's it's not. That's the first time I've seen that. I've heard like the, you know I'm, I follow certain things on on social media. That's like comic book rumors and stuff. And there's like 
Batista said he was going to drop out if James Gunn didn't come back. And I'm like, yeah, I'll believe that when I see that. You ain't passing up that payday. Well, he, I think he said that uh, if they went in a different direction, I think he was okay with them using the script. But if they tried to like completely remake the third movie that he wasn't interested. That might have been what it was, yeah. Like James- I said, this was... This wasn't, that's why I didn't, I'm not claiming that's a hard and fast news story because it's one of those, you know, rumor has it. Well, there's also claims that DC has been courting him, which they should, because their movie universe is falling apart. Never really got off the ground completely. James Gunn could be a director in the Space Force. James Gunn could be director just about anywhere. Well, you know, like that's the thing. Like, I, I think Marvel, if they're trying to, I don't know what kind of separation they have in their company. And I guess it was somebody higher up at Disney that made this decision, and not somebody that was making decisions that, uh, <laughs> for the Marvel studio. The mouse. But I, uh, you know, they've got to be kicking themselves at this point when they see like somebody who they decided was too toxic to do business anymore, getting offers left and right. Like James Gunn has enough of a track record. He could probably make just about any movie that he wanted to at this point. James Gunn has 22 kookaroos. Yeah. He's going to be fine. Well, I, the, the thing is, is that if this is, if this is, Marvel, if Marvel does, or not Marvel, excuse me, if Disney does backtrack and say, okay, he can come in and direct the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I would hope, I mean, that's all I can, that's all I can really say, is that these, these, these witch hunts that these people go on by digging through people's social media, looking for anything that they could, you know, take out of context and, and flip around and be like, look, it's horrible, look at this. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's this is this was born out of the chans, the, the the conservatives on the chan sites going. Let's go after the as they as they as they call them the liberal elites in Hollywood. Find yeah. any dirt we can on them and throw it up there. And I mean, if you go on eight chan, there are you go into certain sub forums on there. There are threads that are pinned that tell. They're giving instructions on how to do this, who to report it to, to pro- what, what to prioritize as far as what you complain about, racism being at the top, sexism being second, you know, child molestation or any, any, any blue humor third, because that's how the, the media will jump on, you know, saying, oh, he said something mm-hmm. racist, immediately yep. jump on it. Oh, he said something sexist, you know, and this is a campaign, whether we want to, you know, Admit it or not, and people go, oh, who gives a fuck? He's just a comic book movie director. This shit ain't going to stop there. This is just the tip yeah. of the iceberg for these people because they see that it works because the left has had hit squads like this out yeah. for people for a decade now. He is, he is just a director of movies based on comic books, but the tactics can be used on anyone who achieves any success. Exactly. And it's... It, Make no mistake, this is a silencing tactic. Yes. This this is the test run for when someone starts coming up and saying something that we don't like, we can shut them down and cut them off at the knees. And it, sadly, it works. I mean, it, I, it, I, I, you know, I, I, we, we've covered the Me Too stuff. 
ad nauseum. But I mean, we, we've we've just literally accepted in a, in a roughly year since the first Me Too stuff come out. We've we've just accepted now that an accusation is as good as a conviction in a court of public mm-hmm. opinion. I think this is something that will, as a tactic, continue to work if it's work if it's used on people who are uh, at that time enacting that type of behavior. I I think maybe I just hope. <laughs> I don't think, but I hope that what happens to James Gunn is is that he gets his job back as director and we get the trilogy finished as we should. And that helps break that trend so that people are understanding that, look, we can't just use anything that you've ever said as, uh, as an example of the person that you are now. I mean, it's, don't you believe that people can change, you know? (laughs) And it's not even like, I think we've talked about this before, but it's not even like the things that he said he was embracing this whole time. You know, he had already himself come out and be like, look, I said some shit in the past that I'm not proud of. Tried to make some jokes. Really didn't turn out all that well. I was trying to be a provocateur. And I apologize for it, right? That should have been the end of it. The fact, the idea that somebody could use that as, now as a weapon against him is kind of ridiculous. Well, I didn't realize this. He apologized six years ago for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, that's... Fuck beating a dead horse. You just dug up a corpse and drug it out of the, the, the casket. Mm-hmm. And it worked. That's the scary part. It worked. He has to yeah. pay for his sins. Apologizing isn't enough. He now has to pay for it. Well, that's that's the problem with this. That's the this, new way. The 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 the, the social media mob mentality. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. Look, we're going to do something to get a horrible human being out of here. No, no. It's we're going to drag them kicking and screaming into the the town square, dude, string them up, and let everybody take a shot. Everybody's Shylock yeah. now, dude. They need their pound of flesh. Yeah, but all these same people that were outraged by uh, by James Gunn's jokes about pedophilia let's face it they're fi- they're fucking uh supporters of roy moore oh yeah oh definitely you know and looking yeah. at him as like oh well you know he may have like been skeevy in his past and hit on some teenagers but hey, who isn't attracted to teenagers banned you know? from several malls yes <laughs> yes what grown man is banned from several malls <laughs> i've been banned from some hi guys Hi, he's back. <laughs> well, what, what about the woman from um, last week's New York Times editorial board new hire? Sarah John Sarah or whatever Jong? her name is. Yeah. What about yeah. her tweets? What know, where's the outrage? Tweets, what, where's right? the outrage about that? Where's, pick, the, where's the consistency? Because she's picking on white people. Yeah, well, exactly. You know what's Have interesting? <clears throat> there is a, a story that just came out about a New York Times writer who was uh, – critical of Sarah Zhang, uh, Elizabeth Williamson, who I guess she deleted, she tweeted and then deleted. Uh, let's see. They have the actual, uh, yeah. Here's uh, at Brett Stevenson, New York, offering a classy welcome to a colleague who has yet to prove she deserves one. <laughs> right. That's what she said. That's what she's apologizing for. Yeah. Sarah Zhang, where is the, the question is where is the consistency between the gun guy and her 
You know, the, the, you, you just mentioned it. You, you were trying to make a direct comparison to where's the outrage? Oh, you said the gun guy. I'm thinking like they're coming for our guns. No, James Gunn. No, I don't remember his James Gunn. Yeah, yeah, James Gunn. Sorry. So where's the connection? You can say that white people are subhuman, but that's okay, and that will not get you fired. That will not get you lynched in the public square. That's okay because what? Why? Explain this to me. Because she's a minority because, and she because, can't be racist. She can treat out things like, let me, oh man, let it's me kind change. of sick how much joy I get out of being cruel to old white men. Let That's me, one of her. Let me change my question. Explain this to me in a way that will not make me want to kick my cat. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I fear for your cat. Here is, here is the, the defense that has been put up from the New York Times that I've heard at least the most prominent one, and I've heard it over and over in various articles on the subject. She was being trolled by people who were attacking her because of her gender and her race. So she responded in kind. Oh, I see. So if that's the case, that means the next time I'm online and someone's like, hey, white boy, I can be like, okay, kike. Okay, yeah. spick. Yes, because bigotry against bigotry is not bigotry. I'm sick of, guys, I'm sick of the bullshit. I am. I, this is going to be my last podcast. Okay. I've been, I'm not kidding. All right. I've been sitting here listening to you guys. Uh, muted the mic and just wanted to listen to see where the conversation went. This has nothing to do with you, you three at all. But I'm a one-trick pony now. I've discovered this. Everything comes back to a common thread with me. I don't have anything new to add to this show at all. It all comes back to the same thing. <sighs> And I, you know, Rich, you nailed it earlier. What are you going to do? What is it that's, we're not changing a fucking thing here. We're, we're rehashing the same thing over and over again every week in different forms. We're having the same conversations over and over again in different forms. And we cannot address this in any meaningful way. The only thing we can do is try to get to the core and get to the cause of it. But for what? We're going we're gonna to sit here, we'll, we'll come back next week, and there'll be something else in the news that'll bring us back to the same fucking thing. This, this isn't a, 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 a current events thing anymore. This is something that needs a cultural shift, a fundamental personal shift, a perspective shift, a, a shift in self-awareness. And until we get that, we're going to keep having the same conversations over and over and over and over again. I'm trying to figure out, I was listening to you guys, and I'm trying to figure out where is it I'm going to interject here. What is it that I would say? And it's the same fucking thing over and over and over again. I feel like a fucking parrot, man. I feel like I feel like a dyslexic parrot that doesn't realize that it just said something five minutes ago when it repeats itself. No, I have to, Todd, I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna be absolutely honest with you. I can't speak for Chris and Aaron, but that's how I felt, and I think that's one of the reasons that when we didn't do the show for nine months, I was like, I'm okay with it. And honestly, I, it seemed like the thing that really <laughs> really lit a fire under our ass to get the show back going was that we couldn't believe that Trump was running for fucking president. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like, yeah. the world has turned into a Simpsons episode so it's, it's, at some point. What the fuck is going on? And you're absolutely right. I, tr- I feel the same way. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb. If this is going to be your last episode, let's fucking do it right. Let's fucking... Let's I talk. don't have anything else to say, man. I have oh, said it all. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because we kind of talked about something after the show last week. No, nah, nah, I'm not going there. I can't. Okay. okay. I have a reason for that. I'll explain it to you after the show. No, that's fine. Uh, yeah. But I appreciate, where, I appreciate the thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. But, um, yeah, that, this isn't the time, and I can't, I can't participate in that. What is the, what is the quote that, that, that you've, you've, you've 
used a lot recently about was it Nietzsche that said, "Be careful when you fight." Yeah, monsters. because fighting they, monsters lest you become a monster. Become one. Yeah. And I kind of I kind of feel that's that is and there's what another has quote, on this podcast. There's a di- there's a different aspect to that quote, or another sort of companion quote to that is beware of the abyss. Beware looking into the abyss because the abyss, the abyss will, look will look into you. Yeah. And that's I, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm just saying I I I personally, speaking just for myself, absolutely feel that. I feel like those are very apt ways to describe how I've become on this podcast because when we get on here and we talk, we're talking about people who, how do I, how do I put this? We're talking about people who count everything, you know? And by that, I mean like, well, how many black people are here? How many white people are here? How many gay people are here? How, and, and that's, that is a defining thing. And I start to see the world that way and I hate it. I hate that I see the world that way, but it's like, that's, that's how the world is these days. Nothing can be just, a cigar is never a cigar. There's always some ulterior motive. There's always some plot within plot within plot. Bill Clinton's was definitely a cigar. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. (laughs) And sometimes it's a big brown dick. (laughs) (laughs) Moist and shut with with intern pussy juice, but... Well, no, I can I, tell you I, this. I, I can absolutely tell you understand where you're coming from. This isn't going to change anything. Doing what we're doing right now, and I, I hate to say this to you guys, and I sure as hell hate to say it in a podcast that we're, you're, you're going to throw up on the internet unless you edit this out, and I don't blame you for doing that if you do. But this isn't going to, pointing fingers and repeating the, the same diagnosis each and every week isn't going to do anything but make the four of us fucking miserable. I, I'm convinced of that. You know, Chris, yeah. I, I mentioned something <clears throat> to you earlier, Chris, the words that you wrote, shortly after your dad died, mattered. And that was um, the truth. Focus on shit that matters. Build relationships, mend relationships, blah, blah, blah. That's that's the only way that individuals, unless you have a massive platform, which we don't, that's the only way individuals can, can make a change. It goes back to the Emerson thing that I came up with over the winter. Till your own fucking soil. Get your own fucking life in order. Be an example rather than an orator. Or a dic- someone who dictates something. I was just talking to let Mandy. People see your, let people see your example rather than hear your words. Just saying to Mandy last night that I've always been a fan of the mindset that if you if everybody kept their own house in order, shit would just fall into line. Yeah, imagine that. If you're worried about your own shit more than you're worried about how everybody else is defective, then maybe that would catch on. And then maybe the defections... <laughs> The defe- uh, the defects, sorry, <clears throat> defections, yeah, from the oligarchs. No, maybe the defects themselves would start to to dry up a little bit. Show what living by and tethering yourself to the truth looks like, rather than what your proclamations sound like. That's the only thing I can think well, of, man. Look, I don't see this as a platform for changing anyone's mind, and I, you know, I do listen to some podcasts, watch some television. That some of it does challenge my my beliefs, but most of what I consume confirms it. Yeah. And, but that doesn't mean that there's not any value in the conversations had there. You know, some of it is just having a conversation with somebody or listening to somebody have a conversation that realizes how crazy all this shit is. Yeah. So you don't feel like I'm not the only one that's noticing all this shit. Getting together with people every week and going, what's going on? (laughs) <laughs> yes, so some of it is just commiserating, and I I understand that, but 
if this was making me miserable, I wouldn't do it. And mm-hmm. I'm not making any judgment. If it is making you miserable, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. I find value in it. I, I cherish the conversations that we have because, you know, some of this, okay, so we go on a rant about, about Trump and we get it off of our chest, but we also have conversations like the, the conversation we had earlier about Alex Jones and the conversation that we had on our, our private chat before that was really a kind of challenging conversation. It was all of us trying to figure out what does this really mean because it's not a cut and dry situation. It involves the way that we feel about it emotionally and the way that we want to understand it empirically. And I, you know, if just left to my own devices, I'm just having these conversations in my head, I don't feel like I would get there. I have to bounce these things off of other people that can challenge me a little bit. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm certainly not trying to negate your point of view. And well, it doesn't matter if you are. <laughs> That's yeah. It's not going to happen either way. I mean, it's it's a it's a matter right. of perspective, right? Absolutely. Right. But I can't agree with you 100 percent either. I mean, I I understand your frustration. I hope but- you don't. I, I, that would mean that I'm trying to talk you guys out of doing this, and I'm not. I I I have I have come to the conclusion that this does. I, I am a different human being when I am immersed in this shit. Mm. I come out of, I don't even want to call it research. I, I, it's more like uh, swimming in the septic tank, trying to you know peruse through Twitter or Facebook, trying to read the comment sections, trying to read the, the, the articles like the one I posted earlier about how if you don't want to fuck a transsexual, you're a discriminatory person. I come out of reading that feeling like I just submerged myself in the septic tank and there is so much more there are so many better things to do than this especially you know if, if it was going to create any sort even a, a morsel of change even if it was going to trigger even a couple of people to look deep down inside of themselves get a little introspective just get just a little self-awareness to understand no genius you're not fucking cicero you're part of the problem you're part of the fucking problem I don't see that happening. And if it's not for that, I understand where you're coming from completely. It is, I, I do understand, I, I sort of attribute it, I, I question how much of it's ego and how much of it is really an intellectual catharsis. I think a lot of times we like to put ourselves upon a platform and judge other people, look down upon them. You know, like I was saying earlier, you know, it's really easy to understand how people can get lost in data and then hide in their doctrinal caves. And it's really nice, it's really fun to sit there and put yourself and elevate yourself into a position of superiority and look down upon people who do that. And we do that a lot. And sometimes I think we confuse that with the internal dialogue or the external dialogue and, and, and uh, rhetorical intercourse we have with each other to try to figure things out. It, it, I, I don't know how much of it, I, I couldn't quantify a percentage, but a lot of it I think that we mistake for dialogue and discourse is coming from a place of superiority looking down upon people. And I think we're not immune to that. That's endemic in the society. I'm not, I'm not condemning us. Uh, it's endemic. This is a default position now. I agree with that. And it's not helping. At the very least, I, I'm all about conversations and, and real conversations where we ask questions and try to come to answers and don't try to sit here and beat each other with the answer club. You know, to try to come to some solution that's not based in some ideology, some preconceived formula. I'm all about that, but it doesn't typically happen anymore. I'm not saying on the show. I'm, I, I, get, I, I have to be clear. I, I, I sometimes forget to 
<laughs> make sure that I that you understand what I'm saying. I apologize uh-huh. for that. I'm not I'm saying I'm not. I'm not saying on the show. I'm, I'm saying in in society, people don't have those conversations. It, it's foreign. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I think we're victims of that. I think we've we've grown used to it, and sometimes I think we do. I think we we run into a position where we think we're having a conversation, and we think we're discussing, but sometimes somehow it morphs off into a side road where we're beating a club onto somebody's head, and that doesn't help. And I would rather do nothing. I would rather, you know, we had a little, we touched on a brief conversation earlier this week in the group chat about complacency versus radicalism and activism and what does the most harm, what does the most good. And it reminds me of that that Thomas Jefferson quote about the guy who doesn't know anything being closer to the truth than the guy who believes something that's wrong. And so if you're coming from a position of superiority where you're trying to victimize somebody and you're trying to beat somebody about the head and convert them or kill them, you're closer to the truth. You're, tr- you're closer to doing no harm by doing nothing. Because all it does is sort of perpetuate the division that we've got now. Because it doesn't work. It never converts anybody. It never, it never encourages anyone to look with inside themselves. They're, they're on the defensive and they're going to counterattack. And then what do you got? You got somebody who's dug in deeper into that fucking trench than they were an hour ago. Well, I mean, pretty much said it all. <laughs> yeah. I'm not... I, 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 this, at the risk of maybe putting a little too much personal information out there, this is this is a conversation we didn't go this deep, but we've touched on just you and I before, mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm with you. The problem is I'm st- I feel personally I'm stuck. I don't. When you go, what is the answer? I say that all the fucking time, and I'm just left shaking my head, going, "I don't know, I don't know." Well, and I mean, ans- if the answer if the answer turns out to be just fucking walk away, vote with your feet. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you got to live with you, man. If, if you're it, if I was more miserable after every show, I I I I, I couldn't see keep keeping doing this. What disturbs me is that I'm not after every show. It's, I, I feel like I, I, I feel sort of invigorated after the shows. That's what I don't like. Because a lot of it, I think, is getting that rush, that old social media, you know, the old Toddzilla stuff, and, you know, beating on people for their religion, beating on people because they were part of the Tea Party, just trying to shame people constantly. It's the same feeling a lot of times. And that's what bothers me. That's the, that's the ego trigger. And I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know. And beyond that, you know... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna go. Yeah, you do you, man. Like I, I, to me, I, I had to convert a a a year or two into this show to this show being a blow off valve for me because I fell into the trap that I know Rich has fallen into a couple times of just keeping up with this shit every day. It grates on you. It just it's it it it. It sucks. So it's just, yeah, at some point I've had to convert to this is, this is my, uh, you know, my, my one, you know, my few hours a week where I lock myself in a box and scream, so to speak. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Scream therapy. There is such a thing, you know. It's out, there's a place in Oregon you can go and you can sit in a sweat lodge and just scream. Wasn't that where John Lennon and Yoko Ono met? Was that primal scream therapy? I don't know. My buddy Chris did it. He loved it. He said it. Said he wound up in tears at the end of the damn thing. I don't end up in tears here. <laughs> uh, well, 
I don't know where we really go from there. Maybe we should just reconvene until next week. But one other thing I'm going to say before I before I end yeah. this, um, there's there's very there's woefully little conversation, and I'm not again I'm not talking in the context of the podcast. There's a lot of accusations and a lot of indictments that are thrown around, and woefully few people who are actually focusing on commonality and solutions. There's this thing that I, where I was going to go a couple of minutes ago, I'll just throw this out there for you guys. There's this thing called morbid obsession, right? It's a psychological term. I think I've got that term right. Where all you do is you focus on what's wrong and what could go wrong and what the worst case scenario is. And a lot of people think that is the primary gateway to depression, mm-hmm. right? And it's a choice. You know, it's not just choosing to have a positive attitude, but also it, it's a choice. It is a literal choice. And, you know, a lot of people will say, no, I can't do that. You can do it. It's a habit of focusing on what's right, focusing on the pathways to solutions rather than, you know, I, I came up with an analogy earlier today. I was writing all this out and it's like you're walking down the road, right? And there's a path over here. And it's going to lead you to the fucking shining city on the hill. But you don't fucking see it because you walk right past it looking at the dead cat on the other side of the road, right? It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You said, how do you know truth? You know, how do people tell what the truth is? Well, would you even fucking recognize it? Would you even be looking for it if it came along? And most of the time, I think, especially in this day and age, yeah, I'll commit to that. I think most people are looking at what's wrong, morbidly obsessing with absolutely everything that's wrong with their lives, with the country, with everybody else, and not focusing on what possibly is right and what could possibly be a threat of a solution to move things forward in the right direction. We're more concerned about beating each other up than we are about picking the other guy out of the ditch Grabbing him by the arm and walking a path somewhere better together. That's morbid obsession. It's ego. And I hope this makes any sense. <laughs> I don't have a script here. But you understand what I'm saying, I hope. Yes. And that is a problem. And it's a, it's a problem individually. It's a problem that's pervasive throughout social media. And it's taken on, the, the, the country has taken on that trait. And it leads nowhere good. We are a collective unit, whether we like it or not. There are 320 million of us motherfuckers here. And if we don't figure out a way to find a common bond, some sort of commonality to walk forward with, we're done. The schematic for the division and the, the sheer, the, the, the full tear, the full tearing of American society is already there. And I don't want to look at it anymore, man. I don't want to sit here and look at, at every fucking week, every day I turn on the television or flip on the fucking computer, see a few more threads being ripped out. This affects all of us. It's going to affect everybody at some point. If we don't figure this out, I can't just sit here and throw poo anymore. Gotta, I got to have either I got to either walk away or I've got to find some way to have some sort of a at least minuscule positive impact or else I just have to do no damage. That's the best I, I think I can do in the alternative and rant. <laughs> Too long. Didn't read. Everything's <laughs> wonderful. Nobody's happy. I don't know. It, it, like I said, man, I I, I, I I agree with you. I understand where you're coming from. And I feel like I'm beating my head against the wall a lot of times, too. But just like Chris, this, this is cheaper in therapy, cheaper than a movie, cheaper than sitting on a bar stool in the corner bar down the street talking to some dude I wouldn't talk to unless he was sitting next to me. I implore you, if you're going to have an outlet for rage, 
don't hit other people. I mean, I understand the catharsis and I understand the, how it feels to let that go. But if there are 10,000 listeners out there, don't punch them because you're not helping in, in the long run. I mean, maybe you're not going to do any good. Maybe it's maybe it is a hopeless cause, but don't push the boulder any further than it's already gone. Well, I mean, I, I guess I'll venture to ask or dare to ask this question: What do you have any ideas on what would be a more productive way to go about things? I mean, if you and I'm not saying that I'm not, I, please please believe me, I'm being absolutely 100 percent genuine right here. I'm not saying that in like a oh, so you're going to criticize me. So what's your I don't mean it that way. I'm, I'm I understand. I understand where you're, I, I understand where you're going with that. Because no, we, went I don't. Through, we went through we went through a period on this show where we would try to at least end like on a positive note, right? And 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 try to and try to find some like you know a glimmer of light and all the bullshit that we had sifted through. Mm-hmm. And it it, it it it's hard, isn't it? It, it was it was it was <laughs> very last, hard sometimes. Didn't, didn't last long. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that I can say. The only thing I can think of, and I, I keep saying I, I'm, a, I'm a one-trick pony now. And I think for me, anyway, is to try to light a candle in the cave of self-awareness. Because I don't think people are malicious. I don't think that most people who are perpetuating the division that we're experiencing and will continue to experience even in worse ways moving forward, I don't think they realize what they're doing. I don't think they realize why. I don't think they realize how they're being manipulated. I don't think they realize that their media, their information sources, is a contrived product being sold to them because of how they believe and how they think. I don't think they realize and understand the the data pyramid. I don't think they conceptualize that. I don't think it's a conscious thing that people feel drowned in information. I just think they feel fucking confused, overwhelmed. They don't look at it any deeper than that and run to the cave run of the, the doctrinal cave and let somebody else explain it for them. That's the only way that we're going to do this. The, and we're not. I don't think we are. But the only possible way is a massive, massive shift in self-awareness and media sophistication. Understanding huh? fact. Oh, you moving? Huh? Is that, are you going to move? Find this utopia? <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's that's the only the, the the best thing that I can come up with and it's why I keep going back to the same thing. I always I know I do, man. I've said it probably 15 times in the last 3 weeks. I feel like a broken record. I know I sound like a broken record, but that's where I see it. That's the only thing that I feel like this platform, this medium or my voice even it can make even a dent, a little inkling, even maybe one or two people have some sort of a positive impact because I can't do it. You can't change anyone. You can't reach into their skull and hit that switch I keep talking. They have to do it themselves. And to be able to do that, they've got to be aware of it. They can't switch. They can't flip a switch they're unaware of. And they have to be conscientious enough. They have to understand the damage that's being done, have some contrition, some humility, understand that their behavior is destructive beyond the end of their own nose and strive to change it. But that all of that starts with self-awareness. You have to be aware of it. And nobody is. They're drowning in bullshit. <laughs> they're, they're so deep, submerged in this septic tank that they cannot see the clouds over the, 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 the shit that's piled up over their heads. And that's the only thing that I can think of. It's the only thing that I've come up with. Give people at least a glimpse, a little candle in this massive cave of, of darkness. But, hey, look at this. You're not helping. That's the best I can do. Yeah, all right. Maybe part of it too is accepting the fact that maybe, 
can't change shit. Well, and then that's where your, your very wise words of a couple of weeks ago come in. Because if you can't change it, what, what matters? You know, then you have to kind of look at yourself. You have to kind of take a, a personal inventory of who you are, what it is you want, what makes you happy, what's important to you, and focus on that rather than trying to push an impossible boulder up an impossible path. Well, then it's about just getting together with my friends and going, what is happening? Well, then do no damage. Understood. Point taken. Sorry. No, I see. I, I, I get where you're coming from. Try not, try not to go low so much. We go low, they go high. Or wait. <laughs> <laughs> they go low, we get high. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's more like it. Well, I appreciate the, you know, what you guys are, uh, you know, I appreciate the idea and the, the fundamental idea, I think, of what you guys are, I, I think, subconsciously trying to do. And, um, Again, I don't want the, I don't I really don't want you guys to think that I'm 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 attacking you or that I I'm feeling like I have to get away from you guys. It has nothing to do with you personally. It a lot of things went on this week that I don't want to talk about on the show. Uh maybe we can talk about it afterwards and th- th- it'll make a little bit more sense, but I I can't I can't swim in this without having some sort of sense that I'm doing something at least positive in some way. Does this mean the, the Toddzilla Motivational Podcast is under construction? No. <laughs> no. No, that's too much work, man. Too much work, and I do not do the marketing, man. I, I cannot, I can't, I do, I'm not a good whore. Daily, affir- <laughs> daily affirmations with Todd? I, ne- I, I would never go to my corner if I were a whore. I need a pimp to put that fucking that collar on <laughs> me and drag me down <laughs> to the corner, fucking eight mile and grash it and show my pussy to the masses. I just don't do it. And it's too much work to, to put forth for nothing. You know what I mean? And it's my fault. I mean, nothing wrong with the podcast. I just refuse to market the damn thing. And it's too thick. People don't want to, people want to talk, no offense, about comic books and they want to hear about Star Wars. No, no offense to any uh, the great topics, but that's what people want. They, they want things that will help them escape. They don't want people holding a mirror up to them. It makes them uncomfortable. So, yeah, I mean, it goes back to what you asked. Or what the fuck do you do, man? <laughs> right? Maybe well, in that case, if we're talking about escapism, what the fuck were the Tigers doing trading Mike Fires after the trade deadline for a bag of balls? Don't, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, thank you. I just, yeah. just want to make sure I wasn't the only one who was going, what the fuck? <laughs> A's played that perfect, man. They, the Tigers wanted too much for the deadline. Well, we'll see what they want about a day afterwards. Bag of baseballs, we'll take it. <laughs> And they just got done with the series with him, so all he had to do was walk across the field. Uh, he was already in uh, Anaheim. But, yeah, a quick flight. He had a really good start against the Dodgers last night, too, for the A's. So, yeah, that was a good pickup for them. So. All right, well. Welcome to the rebranded Unregimented. It's called Sporgy. <laughs> yeah. Which is available uh, Wednesdays or Thursdays here at ChrisMedia.net. We just relaunched. Because uh, we decided this year to kind of take July off, because it's July, because nothing goes on in July. What are you talking talk about? The home run derby? Oh, sporty, sporty. Yeah, okay. yeah, so okay. sports. Yes. Gotcha. So we just started that. Uh, so, so, so uh, Todd, thanks. You're I, welcome. I guess. Uh, what, did, did the, the chair's always open. I still do Christmas. I will do children's parties, by the way. Yes. 
I will talk to your children. I will I will give the same spiel I just gave to your four-year-old if you want. Yes. I can do it with, uh, what, what was well, it we said? It would be uh, while inflatable. While clown makeup. Yeah, it'll be inflatable donkey, an inflatable donkey, an inflatable elephant, and an inflatable child. And I think the elephant and the donkey in my puppet show will gang rape the inflatable oh. child. See, I think that's what we said, right? So I am available. The inflatable donkey show. Steventhecave.com. Shoot me a message if you want me to do a, <laughs> a children's Christmas party, and I'll be happy to. It's not bestiality. <laughs> it's interspecies erotica. Yes. There you go. Uh, but we are on Twitter at a regimented pod. You can email the show on regimented at christophermedia.net. And all of us, except uh, Todd, we'll see you next week. See it. All right. Later. Love you guys. Take care, guys. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net and thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.